The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the second Sunday in Advent. We're looking at Romans chapter 15, verses 4 to 12, where Paul writes, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, to confirm the promises made to the patriarchs, so that the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing hymns to your name. Again it says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and sing praises to him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. The Gentiles will hope in him. My dear friends in Christ, the Apostle Paul in this reading is encouraging us to be united around the Word of God and to give glory to God in the unity that we have together. Then he says, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Well, now, how was it that Christ accepted you and me? Did he look at our resumes and then check out to see if we were qualified to be a part of his believing family? Well, actually, you know the answer to that question because if he looked at our resumes, our resumes were not good. Our resumes were not good. Before Christ accepted us, we were dead in our transgressions and sins. We deserved God's wrath and punishment. That's what we deserve, not his grace and love. But even so, what Christ has done is he has accepted us. He's taken us into his believing family. And that's how he wants us to accept our fellow Christians as well. In our little church or our little campus ministry, we have all kinds of different people. People will want to expect for who they are and, and what they are, but that doesn't mean we are supposed to accept or close our eyes to any sin or false doctrine. The fact of the matter is, is that God does want us to avoid and stay away from sin and false doctrine as much as we possibly can. Of course, we'd always want to be there to try to help and correct and, and to lead people to the Lord Jesus, but we want to stay away from sin and false doctrine so that it can't get a hold of us. Well, 
when Paul wrote this letter to the Roman congregation, to, when he wrote this letter, the congregation, it was having troubles because the Jewish Christians were looking down on the Gentile Christians. And that problem was a basic prejudice. Unfortunately, we all have the tendency to be prejudiced. We'd be fooling ourselves if we didn't acknowledge that fact. We probably all tend to, in some sense, look down on those who are different from us. In our text, what Paul did is he urged the Jews to accept the Gentile Christians. He said, For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises made to the patriarchs so that the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. And now, when we think about Christ, what he did is he made himself a servant of the Gentiles in that he submitted to the Jewish laws in order to fulfill God's promises for you and for me. And if he hadn't submitted to those laws, if he hadn't kept those laws, the fact of the matter is he couldn't have been our Savior. He couldn't have been our Savior because he wouldn't have been sinless. But since he did keep those laws, since he humbled himself as he did, he is the Savior not just of the, a few select people, but he is the Savior of the world. As John the Baptist put it, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And, and now since Jesus is the Savior of the world, since he lived and died to pay for the sins of absolutely everyone, now it's our responsibility and privilege as, as people who know about Jesus, the Savior of the world, to unite with like-minded believers, like-minded Christians, and do the best job that we can of reaching out into the world with the gospel so that the Holy Spirit can make more and more people members of God's believing family so that more and more people can know how Christ came to live and to die and to rise from the dead to pay for their sins. Well, Paul is encouraging us to be united and to reach out with that wonderful Christmas message that we're thinking about in this Advent and Christmas season of the year, how Christ came to be our Savior. To the Jews, who looked down on Gentile Christians as being inferior, Paul quoted in our reading four different Old Testament writers who reveal that really salvation has always been for all who would believe, and that includes both Jew and Gentile. Paul mentions King David who said, therefore, I will praise God among the Gentiles, I will sing hymns to your names. He refers to Moses who said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with God's people. He refers to the psalmist who said, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Sing praises to him, all you peoples. And finally, he refers to Isaiah who said, 
the root of Jesse, the father of King David, the root of Jesse will spring up from this family Jesus would be born, one who will arise to rule over the nations. The Gentiles will put their hope in him. Paul was saying that since Jesus lived and died for all people, the Jews should want to reach out to absolutely everyone they could with the gospel message so that more and more people could be united with them in God's believing family. And isn't that true of us as well? Isn't that true of us as well? Through faith, through faith in Christ, we're united with Christ and with one another. And in that unity, Let's reach out with the wonderful Christmas message that we're hearing at this time of year. That wonderful Christmas message that the Holy Spirit can work on more and more hearts and unite them with us in God's word and in reaching out with that Christmas message. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Move us always to look to your word to unite us in our faith. So we're always giving all glory to God and reaching out with the Christmas message. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.